When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Pop Culture Confidential, and I'm Christina Yerling Biru. Hello, listeners, and farewell to the Roys. With a powerful, masterful, pain sponge of an episode, succession has come to an end. And as I said last week on my interview collection show, it's been a real honor to cover this series for the past few years, but it's not done yet because this series finale is so deserving of a discussion, and I'm so happy to have with me Eric Anderson and Ryan McQuaid of Awards Watch. Welcome. So great to see your lovely face eggs. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, I cannot wait to continue talking about Succession because it's all I've been talking about for the last 12 hours. (laughs) All right, the disgusting brothers are here. Woo! Yes, (laughs) this is what I thought we'll do. We're going to run through this episode, the piece, but I wanted to get just briefly your overview thoughts. Eric, were you happy? It was fine. No, just kidding, just kidding. (laughs) That was that was for Ryan. That was for Ryan. <laughs> Anytime uh, Eric does it, every time he's like kind of, uh, or it's not like blown away by something, he goes it's fine, and then he just walks away from it, and you're like, but yeah. I, but I liked it, and it's like you know, it's just a lo- his Logan Roy fuck off. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, no, I I loved it, and it's it, it's it's just really difficult to do series finales, especially in just the the era of of social media and the nonstop barrage of opinions and comments. Uh, but I, I thought it was a pretty fantastic ending. It definitely, all the breadcrumbs were there. It wasn't anything super shocking or surprising. And that might be the reason why it was so successful because there wasn't any attempt to do something really off-brand uh or crazy it everything tracked and that's that's i think a a more honest way to treat your 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 characters and your story than trying to do something like bigger than all of it that's the way i feel as well this was so elegant making it timeless i mean there's no stupid twisty twists no one waking up from a dream no stunts they made the right choices we know our characters so well that even in situations that we kind of felt were coming um you're so invested in these big feelings that they're having and that is Shakespeare that's what makes a timeless drama it's it's doing those things that we really can relate to Ryan do you feel the same way no this is awful for now it's 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 I think it's you are not a serious person (laughs) (laughs) I think it's such a, I think it's, it's, um, it's great. And it doesn't end the way I think there. I mean, the thing about it was, is all week I had anxiety about how it was going to end. Cause I just wanted to know, 
Cause I'm just like, we, we've been on this ride for, you know, four plus years, five years. And it's just like, just tell us already for God's sakes, you've just been like sort of just edging us along here for such a long time. And this episode had everything that we love about the show, but it's ending is, you know, we talk Shakespearean. So many people were bringing up the references to even movies like the Godfather part two and, because they were trying to make the correlation between Kendall and and Michael Corleone and and everything Fredo and and Fredo and and you know and and the family just the whole family dynamic too about it and in a way it it's it's almost like the opposite of all that because by the end of that you know Michael obviously he gets off scot free but he loses pretty much everything and Kendall and as we're, as we're going to talk about he he essentially just doesn't get anything he's he's just sitting there on a park bench just like Pacino but he doesn't have any power he's he's played all his cards yeah exactly family no family nothing and and you know I think that Eric was telling me for weeks that this is exactly how it was going to be in his mind that that the three of them wouldn't win the winner itself is not surprising either um considering the fact that like if you, I, I've seen TikToks about it or whatnot, like the, you know, what Tom's last name player, means yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, well, that makes total sense. But it's not about really the destination. It's, it, I mean, about the end point really in this episode, it's how we get there. Because there are a little bit of peaks and valleys, and especially through, I think, Shiv's character um, and her emotions are, you know, she's going from one side to the next. She's been doing this all season. And that's what makes Sarah Snook's performance so fantastic. Um, it's brilliantly written. I think that it is, I think it's incredible. I think, you know, HBO, at least for my opinion, minus maybe Game of Thrones, they are able to stick landings in their, uh, in their series finales better than any studio because they have the confidence to allow their showrunners to, to make the endings that they want to. I think of like, you know, the Sopranos, I think of the wire. I think of, I think of the leftovers, as a fantastic example, um, even their miniseries and whatnot, Six Feet Under, um, they, they're just able to do it better than everybody else because those creatives have complete control, which is why, you know, writers and everybody should get paid uh, fair wages and everything because this is this is a series dedicated essentially to what's on the page. Um, but I thought it was, I thought, I, I can't stop thinking about it. I've been thinking about it all day, just how tragic it is. Yeah. Um, why don't we start with with Tom and Shiv? The episode starts with Jeremy Strong or Kendall coming into the office. They don't have enough votes. Um, everyone's they try to figure out sort of where Roman is. Um, and then Shiv and Tom have this conversation where Tom suggests we should Czechoslovakia. Where do you see their relationship in the beginning of this episode? Uh, not that far from the end of it, actually, because they're their relationship is so largely transactional even though there is that phone call where Shiv is sort of imploring maybe they could have like a real relationship and it's it's the thing that's that's been kind of great about a show like this and characters like this which are really horrible people and we're supposed to hate it's not that we're supposed to root for them 
but you have to kind of give some kernels there that that we can that we can feed off of um and and that was definitely uh, a moment for her but so it's it's all too little too late and that's kind of the name of the game of this final season and definitely the final well the balcony fight it, Ooh, it God, is some fight. of the most one of the best marriage scenes I've seen ever, I would say. And um, the things they said to each other is difficult to come back from. But she also says, we've we've already said the worst. We can't, you know, all we can do is go forward. But he doesn't seem to be there at the moment. No, because he's, I think he's still trying to constantly figure out uh, how he can get from out from underneath her. Uh, because he is not his own success at all. He is his success is entirely dependent on other people. Uh, so he has to find his ways, and he did it at the end of season three, and he did it here. Uh, even though he didn't really do it, it was sort of done to him by Matson in that conversation. Uh, but yeah, he's he's just he is fighting for his very existence. Well, I mean, you see it all season long, especially after Logan passes, where I think of when Carl does that analysis of him in the kitchen at the reception or or, or one of the, the wakes there at the house, and he's just basically like, you're out of your marriage, essentially, and um, this whole network is falling apart, and if we don't elect the, the president on our side, you're basically screwed. And also your testimony and everything that you've done from season two and and uh, and it's Carl's it's like such this, a bitch. I love Carl. It, I love Carl and Frank. God, can I get a spinoff of them just like living it up? I want um, Carl and with the Frank golden like, parachutes. Besides, like, that's totally the name of it too. They were yeah, Carl and Frank like Grace and Frankie. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, you know what I mean. Um, but no, I mean their relationship has always been. I mean, from the beginning, it's kind of been doomed. I mean, the way that she. He proposed to her to their wedding and uh, having the the, the ex boyfriend there, and then, but especially, I think of the season two finale, which is one of the greatest episodes of television I've ever seen, um, where they're having that conversation on the beach about oh, their yeah. marriage and essentially, and 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 that's it's like we've we've been like they've been dead since then. That relationship has been cursed, and and they have been playing each other perfectly since i mean like tom is essentially i mean he is the winner here but there's you know but it's he's a gonna be a, a basically a garbage man is that what is that that's the the line right that like the that he's gonna be while madsen is sponge it's horrible. yeah he's, it sounds like the worst job description. it sounds exactly like the 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 testimony again of being a scapegoat for any bad things that Madsen does but again that's such a fascinating character especially for our time because you know these these billionaires buy up these smaller or these giant companies and they take whatever they want and then all of them go bankrupt or whatever and or they go under and those parts are basically put at the feet of people like Tom but he doesn't care because it's going to be you know millions or billions of dollars still in his pocket or whatever that when you when you really think of it down the road but i just i think that thomas and shiv's relationship is so interesting by the end of it because you know the editing of this show 
if you could just give a, a you know a dump truck full of Emmys to something, it would be the editing of the show because the way in which phone calls by the end, uh, conversations, especially like Carolina's conversation with Shiv, which was kind of a nod to then later when you know Hugo goes up to Tom and it's like, I "Where's Carolina?" Yeah, it's like did they are they've already spoken about this. It's it's incredible. Um, but then again, you know, too, it's it, it, there that moment where he puts his hand out. She can embrace the hand, but she can't because of the fact that she's still processing. I believe what she's done here, and really, honestly, which not just what she's under her brothers, but what she's done to herself, and essentially going into exactly what she didn't want to be, which is to be her mother. And I, I find that to be absolutely fascinating from all the conversations that she's had, or they've, we've seen briefly with their mom, especially the one, I think it's season one where she's like, you, you know, I'm glad you didn't have children because you'd be a terrible mother like me. Um, <laughs> it's like, it well, almost reiterates that at the funeral too. And just the, cruelest way well and then she kind of twists the knife with them uh when they come back from the beat from the the ocean at the at the in towards the middle of the episode like i know i was a terrible mother you know what i mean yeah, they're, like, they're all like yeah you fucking suck yeah you were <laughs> well, let, let's get into that part and then we'll get back to to the polarizing decision that shiv made i have to say the whole segment in the caribbean is some of the best mm. they all go there where the mother She's basically, as she says, she's she's caring for Roman, who doesn't want to to you know that he says, "Fuck you, I'm not fragile," and he's actually wearing a fourteen dollar Walmart boys shirt. <laughs> so you, can I, see I that saw that just a few minutes ago, and I'm like, there, "There's a Walmart on this island." What's yes. going? <laughs> or, or she had his old clothes. I, from I was thinking that mm. that was his boys' clothes in some room, like his there high school kind of clothes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, when, five when six make... and probably hundred and thirty pounds. So yeah, yeah, you can get a small somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, the dynamic between Harriet Walter, who's just between and, and the kids, um, talk to that, Eric. What about about horrible mothers and hating your mom? Because I can I was gonna say for Eric that. being the, the horrible mother of awards watch, yes, yeah, speak to your existence already as this. I mean, it felt very close to home for you. Here here's my question. Does she has she invited them there actually to have this dinner, or has she invited them them there so Peter can give Oh my gosh, that bitch is so good. That poor creature and and his friend. Oh my God, that was hilarious. The guy just kind of lurks. He just like kind of lurks out on the the right of the camera. And you're just like, oh my God, are they really like, you really want to get on this right now? Like right as they're about to get their money the next day, essentially. Yeah, the the timing is so freaking hilarious. Um, Okay, to to your question, I don't think anyone on this show or in this family does anything for altruistic purposes so there there were there's definitely an undercurrent there uh because she reveals it at the table when she reveals her opinion on what they should do rather than just kind of bring them there to have that conversation she does invoke her own opinion there uh so yes, she 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 did bring them there or get them there in in, in order to 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 do that. But 
it, it doesn't mean that that there isn't you know bits of compassion now what it's do you a, make of of roman actually going to mom after he's had this experience because he was from the the announcement of logan's death to the funeral to that he was broken to his childhood which is why that child's shirt makes so much sense mm. he is fragile he is absolutely a little boy at that point in 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 every possible way and i mean even they all all three of them sort of beg each other for this ceo job in the most infantile way but his is probably the most because he really is just absolutely in pieces. Yeah, I so mean, I, I, I think he, I think he wanted his mommy. I mean, he's a child. He always has been. His his behavior has always been childish. He's never been taken the most serious. You know, he has to go and do all the things in season one and various other things. And he's not even the youngest. Shiv is younger than you know, him. Shiv is youngest, like confirmed. Yes. You know what I mean? But he acts like the youngest. Yes. He you acts know. like the baby. <clears throat> he acts like the biggest baby boy. That's what it is. And I think that, I mean, it, go, it goes like to sum up their relationship is when they're trying to figure out when they all three are going to come back together to take down Matson, who's going to be, you know, the CEO. And Kendall, of course, is like, it's me. I'm number one boy you know, energy and just like manic and crazy throughout that whole conversation. Like Kendall always is super desperate. You have Shiv who it just doesn't, they're right. It doesn't make any sense for them to offer that up after she tried to sabotage the deal that they made. So it makes perfect sense. But when, you know, when Kendall brings up the fact that he couldn't even get through the eulogy, when he's been a mess of himself, he doesn't have an heir. He hasn't, you know, he's, he's a complete kind of mystery in the wind and he doesn't have any experience in doing this and not be in, you know, I remember back to, I think it's season one when Stewie talks about how their COO, which is, which is Roman at the time is a complete joke. Mm -hmm. And that is something that just never goes away. Madsen always laughed him off, especially on the mountain. He's just laughing at him. It's like, you just made a huge mistake. You're an idiot. Um, and you always have been. And Logan essentially kind of knew that by the end because the one he could easily manipulate was not Shiv and was not Kendall anymore. It was Roman. Mm -hmm. That's why he's calling him. That's why he's, he's trying to paw at him and play on his feelings because he has actual feelings. And that was kind of the beauty of, of Logan up until the end. And what's so great about their interactions is when he said, well, dad told me it was going to be me. And then Kendall says, he's been telling me it was me since I was seven. And he goes, if you don't have any photos. No, Pixar didn't happen. No, Pixar didn't happen. But it's the same. It's it's childish because it's the same argument mm -hmm. that he that they can make to him. But it doesn't matter to him. And he just loves to walk away from it because he doesn't want to have any of this conflict by the end. And he's scared of it. He's scared of losing it. He's a baby. And yeah, that's what's kind, and that's what's apart. so great about the performance. Yeah. Psychologically, you know? he he just can't take having to make any decisions 
at all in any of these interactions in this episode that he's just falling apart and and the smile at the end when he's free <laughs> just says everything about you know that he can't take it anymore but that kitchen scene that that little that scene where they're actually having a, a good time and they're oh, bonding man. and they decided and and they're all set to go but you know after watching the series that okay we're getting a little air here it's wonderful to see them have a good time but you just know that this is going to go to hell and reminds me of the boat scene in season exactly. 1 where it's the one moment of a pure just like oh these three can be children or laugh a little bit or just not have to worry about the bullshit of this entire thing this entire wait that is about to happen and as we know from that episode, and then we know from this episode, um, that's the nicest point you're going to get. And then the rest of it is kind of downhill from there for the rest of them. And it takes a lot of pieces to put it back together. And what's really been interesting about this whole show, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about our theories, is thinking, you know, not like a, like a stupid person on Twitter saying, I'm going to make an AI generated thing. But what we could think about where these characters are going to go based off of the history of this show and how they have done horrible, disgusting, backstabbing things to one another. And yet they were at this point, like you're mentioning through all this history of four seasons, still in a room making this disgusting sludge for <laughs> a meal fit for a King essentially. And, and a bag um, of knobbies. And a bag of knobbies, frozen oh knobbies, you know what I mean? So, and then the licking of the cheese, uh, which is that was really, really iconic, uh, horny. And yeah, yes. Eric was like, Very I have romantic. some Gouda in the fridge. I like you know? the moment. <laughs> the levels, the different levels that Jeremy Strong is doing in his acting throughout this episode, I mean, he's basically doing every single feeling i mean from happiness to despair to absolute evil to turning into his own father i mean he's always incredible but this particular episode i have to say it was definitely all the acting yes <laughs> and it, it was, was all wonderful. of it and it was wonderful yeah. it was wonderful it was, it was like goldie hahn in uh in first <laughs> i have all the emotions <laughs> Oh, I love it. That was a comparison. Goldie I was... Hawn. <laughs> Jeremy. Goldie Hawn and, and Jeremy Strong. Can't wait to see him next time. Be like, you were really giving Goldie Hawn. Um, um, but no, honestly, I, you know, I know that everybody this season has been talking about Culkin and how he should win. And he, his performance is phenomenal. But the more and more I've watched this season and gone back and watched clips and I rewatched segments of the finale this morning. You're right. I mean, Strong's performance is out of bounds here. This is an incredible performance. It's 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 so layered and it's so sad and so tragic. And and yes, we've seen this character like this before, but like you're mentioning, it just there's a sense of the confidence that was building, especially after Logan's death. I mean, obviously, you know, the 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 episode three this year, they all give highlighted bits within that whole thing but i mean obviously kindle you're never just going to be able to get away from the fact that like kindle says like you know i love you but i can never forgive you 
and he's talking essentially to the ghost of his dad already, you know, by the time he's on the phone. Um, I just think that by the end of this too, his manic, desperate, mm-hmm. um, childish um, way he is handling himself when that final vote comes in is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely extraordinary because it's because when Shiv is saying, I don't think you'd be good at this job. And all of us people that love Kendall, like myself, um, are like, yeah, yeah, BS, whatever. But his actions explain exactly why he is not the number one person for this job or should never get this job because it's 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 sick. Like as as much as he's saying this is all sick, him going to do it isn't it? Yeah, it's an addiction. He's an addict. He killed a kid. Um, you know, and then he's like backtracking on, on all that, (laughs) you know, which one they're like, I don't know. Do you got a, you know, like a a laundry list essentially? I mean, but then also for them to, to wait and use his vulnerability of when he said that in in the season three finale to use that at the last moment as a line of defense to stop him Mm -hmm. essentially from becoming Logan because of the way he goes after Shiv at the door and then Kindle kind of. It's like, no, she's pregnant, you jerk. Like, you're not going to put your hands on it, even though he starts literally, he takes his brother to the ground. It's it's incredible. And then he's right back where he was at episode five of season one, where he doesn't have the votes, and he's lost in a void. It's, it's perfect. It's a full circle moment for him. The hug that he gives Roman, um, this is before they go into that incredible the fight when he's basically hugging him so hard that the stitches break and and he goes up what do you make of that is he just controlling him is that what logan would have done i don't think logan would have done that now i don't think he would have hugged him yeah no i don't think he would have hugged him i think i think think it's i think it's the moment that he's trying to uh separate himself from his father he obviously does want to be a lot of his father he probably knows that he is not quite the same cutthroat that his father was. Uh, so, I, I mean, I do, I believe, or I want to believe that moment is genuine. Just as, as the, the kitchen scene at their mother's was genuine because it was completely free of everything else. He's, he's making him bleed, though. It's such a violent hug. It is. It is a little bit. I, of... I thought. I felt exactly the opposite. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because okay. yeah, he's because yeah. he it, he's he's saying ow ow, and then he looks up and it's all he's all bleeding. He's hugging him. So a little bit hard. of a power move. Yeah. It's but also it's a little. It's, it's also. It's not just hit the power of his hug. It is also Roman's extreme uh, emotions. Um, emotions coming out too, because he's he's forcing it just as much. And only is kind of at that point where they they realize, oh, okay, every single vein in his forehead is popping and the stitches are popping too. When I was watching it, I thought a little bit about to what Logan always said about Kendall, which is, you know, you have to be a killer. And I mean, he was. Know, and, and, <laughs> and he was. Um, and I think in that scene, you know, Kendall obviously has got, the throne in sight right and he's hugging him and he's he's hugged his siblings before they've done like they say like can we do the the hug thing you know what i mean like in, in yeah. the season and stuff like yeah. that 
yeah can we do that or whatnot but this this one feels like it's it's powerful it's like you know you they he's mentioned to him in this episode about breaking down he calls him a fuck up at the just like logan would maybe do at the end of episode nine of this season where he's like uh the pre the present to be should be in our hand not in the other way around and that's ever since he said that to him he's been on a downward i mean obviously from the speech but then when you say that that's the nail in the coffin for him to leave and get out of there and go on this spiral of uh, an emotional downfall so then when he's doing it it's almost like in a lot of ways too i felt like ken just being like you know the stitches don't hurt nearly as much as you you screwing up this deal or, mm -hmm. or anything just suck it up you know what i mean a little bit there's a little bit of that in there as well there's I, I mean there is a little bit of frustration in kindle of the fact that he has had to now instead of worrying about all these other votes He's had to worry about the one that is the most sure thing for him, which is his brother who's fallen apart in a 24 hour span and before the vote. And he's had to fly all over these places to like secure the one that was the easiest thing to get. So I think that it's there's a little they bit all of have like extreme ADHD. They're all such goddamn spaz monkeys. Oh my God. You but I, but I think the great thing slap, about remember Logan slapping Roman in the car Yes, and, yes. and really sort of violently from nowhere. And then just saying that I didn't do it. And he just, well, and in, and in the room too. I mean, and in the, yeah. And, yeah. That's why I had the feeling that he was so frustrated that Logan, he was doing what Logan used to do to Roman and then twisting the knife on especially him. when he sort of attacks him in in that little room before the vote. he definitely does it he Mark, definitely Mark does Kendall it to shiv later to roman's uh defense immediately and, and he does that throughout the show mm -hmm. constantly coming to the defense in moments of of extremeness like that so that's why well, that's kind of why i feel like that that hug as intense as it was uh sort of is a, a combination of of compassion but a little a little a little teeny bit of fredo a little mm -hmm. bit of you're like you screwed me. this all up and now we got to this bit. point you know what i mean could have been a People lot easier comparing that to the specific fredo yeah. sort of sitting in a chair and al pacino sort of is much taller than him and hugging him um right very controllingly <laughs> I think that's kind of one of again the the successes of the show is that you can you can see the 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 homages and stuff, but it's Armstrong and 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 they're not so locked into them. They they just they just want to you know use these little bits and pieces because yes, ultimately this is a really classic story. It's not a new story, um, but. So it's really easy to make make homages like that and connections like that. I mean, he is also triggered by the fact that he sees Jerry, which I just find extremely, oh, extremely yeah. fascinating. I think that that's the most fascinating oh, thing out of the scene. Oh, the martini at the end. Jay Smith Cameron's tweet today of like, my I ex know. wants me back. I was like, girl, thank, thank you. Thank um, Jerry basically becoming second in command it seems like or yeah. at least a part of it coming back into the fold a bit more to do in the finale but yeah, yeah i do that, too i wish she had like a line or something something you know. other mm -hmm. other than the the video which 
incredible, by the way. And, oh my god! Let's jump to that one because people are always saying who won, who won, and and that's such a kind of a ridiculous because this the story board has won. never been about winning. The thing was about you know the destination, but I have to say the one the one sibling that was winning <laughs> was Connor who had this dinner for his father where he's joking with him and they're singing and, and everyone is laughing and Logan's a real person. And e- Connor's even making, doing the little teapot song and making fun oh of his God. father, which I don't think either of the other three would ever have been able to do. And you're suddenly seeing, wow, you guys completely missed this side of your dad. I thought that scene was incredible. Yeah, compare that to the the scene where where Logan asks everyone to roast him (laughs) for his birthday and how he was not really there for it. That that little video, Connor's I'm a little teapot, fuck off, was one of my favorite moments of the entire series. Mine too. And it says also, so yeah. much about this relationship that Connor had that I don't think they realized that he had ever had. Well, and I mean, look, 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 look who was not there in all of yeah. this. It was it's, Connor. It's, it's, it's the three siblings aren't there. Tom's not there. Greg's not there. It's, it's Connor. Um, uh, Jerry. Jerry. Um, Frank. Carl. Carl. The singing, the amazing and and also um who was it um Carrie uh, uh, was there Carrie who was like I mean if you watch her I mean she wasn't lying they really did she really she really was smitten for him um and it everything. was it, it was a little you know Anna Nicole and her eighty nine year old but no what I loved about it was like showing those sides of these three old essential heads that have been there and that went out of this deal and whatnot. But as, but also too, it's like he's yelled at. We've seen him yell at them, and say so much shit to them throughout this series. To he's they're ribbing, but it's essentially what's so funny about like Logan in the first episode of season four saying, "I don't have a lot of friends," or "It's a lonely place," or da da da. You see that, and you go, "No, he is really friendly with them because he wouldn't have a private dinner with anybody else if it was like he considers those people to be." The ones that he can at least smile with more than anybody at the towards the end of this time, because also to the other three are in complete isolation from him because of taking the company and whatnot. But Connor didn't waste his Just moments. <laughs> Connor didn't have a lot of regrets. It doesn't seem like because, yeah. you know, he does say like the and in, instantly he's like, well, he never loved me, but he knows that that's not true. Like of all the of all, you know, of all the kids. He's the one by the end of this episode that's truly the happiest. He's got the house. He's got his little ticket, uh, like his little um, sticker system. You know, Will he's with Willa. The cow print They're going to be fine. I mean, the you know the the couch. It you know he the videos all this stuff. He's going to be fine. He doesn't care. He's got his little little hundred million dollar or what you know his little percentage and eight million dollars. Yeah, he's going to do just fine. Because to me, that film with the three siblings watching it is was the absolute key to mm-hmm. everyone's yeah. relationship mm-hmm. and it was no. just so why do so why do why do we think then i don't know if we're just going to jump into theories yeah yes please but why do we think then that 
Connor was never a realistic choice as a CEO replacement by Logan or outside of the the other siblings. Seemed like he ever wanted it. He, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously he was running for president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't going to win, but it 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 felt like he would have been the closest to a responsible person. Yes, but then also too, it's the same guy that's like, like you know, we've seen we've seen Connor as well too. Like the fact that, yeah, he's the oldest, and he's made that abundantly clear as well when Kendall screwed that up last season, um, in front of his face. But it's but it's also too, it's it's like he has his moments with his father because he seeks them out, and he's yeah. able to and he's able to do that. But it's not like. He's ever shown an interest in the business, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, that's, that's he's also, not. That's also what makes him the better person for it. No, it doesn't. Some people just aren't born to do that job. They've yeah. also explained that when he he, it felt like Logan really left that the mother ended up in a mental institution, and and he was really left. That child was left, and and Logan went on with his yeah. new family, the new trio as it can be when mm-hmm. someone has starts a new family i mean does yeah. it also hurt the, the fact that he's married to essentially a call girl and he wasn't going to go to his wedding right like i <laughs> think about that you know yeah yeah I mean? okay so, there's that yeah <laughs> so it's like it's 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 you know it's not as clear as like i mean he just because you have and can see that side doesn't mean all the way that you know you're gonna yeah. Like then, oh well, then you're my favorite son or whatnot. Like he doesn't, yeah. Well, no, he didn't I give mean, a shit about it, really. At the end, but you know I mean, to, to your point, to your point that yeah. that he wasn't, you know, born for a role of CEO. They, I mean, these are all nepo babies. They're all mm-hmm. into the roles that they're playing, literally. But he, but he's always seemed like someone that has his hat at, in a million different other ventures or other things or other. Ideas. Oh, no, he's, he's an idea top. guy. He is, yeah, he's, yeah. And that's why I think Logan's like, I can't give this over to him. Of the vote. He's an yeah. idiot. Like, yeah, all the yeah but it, you I, know, I'm certainly not saying that he is like smart. He's just a billionaire. No, 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 no. no, no for sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. <laughs> I just want to go back to Matson for a little bit now. Ooh. Alexander Skorsgård is is just incredible. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, if I have one little point of contention with this 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 whole season, when the Swedes or uh, the Scandinavians, it's a little bit less elegantly written. It's a little more contrived. Like all of a sudden, uh, Greg has is holding a translator and the assistant basically saying the most expository line that you would never hear at all in any other um, succession. Mother. And that has bothered me a bit because there's mm-hmm. nothing about the performances in general, but there's something about this group. Also at the party, they're so exaggerated and and, and just doing things that i haven't bought that as much 
Well, I think they're I think they're exactly what they are, which is they got a lot of money, but they're fake. You know what I mean? Like they they remind me of just the just the fact that you see all these billionaires who I have the money to buy something, but do I really need to buy it? No. We're literally living through that right now, essentially with with Musk. And I think that it's a little bit different, obviously, in the show. But the parallels there are very interesting about the fact that, you know, he doesn't know what he's going to do with this. He is very fake at what he's done. He's built his he's built his worth off the back of people that actually did the work. uh, And he's more of of, of a face to it, you know, because they lay the hint down of obviously these false numbers, obviously the fact that other people have done are much better if not even he if he is a coder himself you know what i mean and so i've i've always found that interesting about it is that that it's like a cross between musk and a little bit of steve jobs as well too of these people that had enormous power and also have enormous uh, celebrity and name brand recognition behind them enough to make this deal but there's this but for mattson there's a supreme level of confidence that exudes throughout this entire series at every turn and he essentially the reason why i think he wins the deal is because he is a killer and he doesn't care about feelings or relationships um you know with shiv or whatnot he's gonna find the best option for him because he's not gonna lose this deal and his rage in this episode was fantastic. Just being like, oh, get up and let's go. Come on. Or like, you know, get Frank on the phone. And then watching Frank in the office, like run around, like, like a chicken with his head cut off. It's Frank run. Yes. Yeah. I've never seen Frank <laughs> run like that. I mean, it just reminds you a lot of how Logan would get the troops ready to go, you know, to, to stop a vote or something or to, to win. So, so I actually loved the Greg eavesdropping scene. God. So, so much. Um, yes, it was a writer's contrivance, uh, but I thought it was an extremely effective one for a couple of reasons. Um, one, I mean, eavesdropping on a conversation is just a pretty great way for, you know, a transference of information to somebody else. And Greg was ultimately the spoiler of so much of this because he was playing so many sides it was i mean it was also why i think a lot of people had all these theories that greg was going to end up you know really coming out on top at at the end of this um but it it did a couple of things too um i i think it is i mean it is very common when there is a language separation in a group environment and two people feel like they are very safe in their conversation because they don't think other people around them are, you know, can speak or understand that language. Uh, So I think the, I think the, uh, the infiltration of that is, is just a, a fascinating thing as a, as a piece of storytelling. I think it makes perfect sense that Greg would have an app like that because he probably uses Shazam for like the most popular songs in history (laughs) because he doesn't know them and he wants to know them and he needs to know them so that he can get to that next conversation. It is absolute total like classic Greg to have done that. Uh, So for me, it, it, it completely worked. 
Uh, but talking about Skarsgård, yeah, absolutely amazing work, scary, diabolical, more so than he was on True Blood. <laughs> there's no fangs here, but there's a lot of blood drawn. Yeah, <laughs> literally and literally, <laughs> literally and <laughs> metaphorically. Oh my God. I have to go back to the conversation in the between the siblings in the room when Shiv has not given her vote. And because I want to talk about Roman and speaking up about the bloodline and oh, uh, my God. oh, my God, the couple of randos, as he says about Kendall's kids. Well, how do you see this? What what I think that was harsh. That's probably one of the worst things. Said. I mean, obviously, it uh, it from it all kind of kicks off because of Shiv finding out about Tom, you know, because they found it out because he literally just flat out tells her, and then that goes to that iconic scene between the Greg fight. and Tom in the bathroom, just cat fighting. I thought each they were other. gonna kiss, and like finally, Greg gets a slap in. I thought they, I thought he was gonna beat the ever he i thought Tom was gonna be no the- he won't he, he needs greg honestly kill him greg is the new tom yeah he is he is essentially the new tom um uh but anyway i mean once they got in that room she was trying to come up with any way to not give this to her brother i honestly truly believe I love I love Shiv as a character, but I I do think that she is heartbroken and petty as fuck for not even b- every single time that they've brought up between the three of them why she can't do it. It is when Logan himself at one point gave it to her. She screwed it up, but he gave it to her. Mm-hmm. Confidently, he gave it to her more than he's given it to the other two. But they have gone around and just come up with every excuse in the book. So finally, when she realizes her her, her estranged husband is going to be the CEO for Madsen, she's going to have a child and they, that person could literally take over the business when they're both done. And that's at least a Roy. Then she realizes that I can screw Kendall over here because he has done nothing but screw me over. But yes, when and that's why she brings up. Was it wasn't a murder. murder? He just <laughs> let him die. That is not murder. No. He yeah, didn't even I mean, kill the kid. He, he tried to dive in again. Kill the kid. Yeah, he still he killed did not him. kill. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. Let him die. But, How about that? Let a kid mean, die. That moment How about was that? like we like ready a, for like that? A double that? Judas mm-hmm. because R- Roman was on. Ken's side, yeah. and he wasn't. And so you just Kendall had sign. Shiv and Roman stab, 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 and it was awesome. But then, like, even Shiv wasn't going to go that far. You could tell because when she goes, when he goes, well, I mean, she's Rome, she's really yeah. got bloodline. Oh, I, I think, she, I think like, she was ready, though, like, to Rome. go back in the boardroom room no. with, uh, did you know he killed somebody? She was Oh yeah. So she was ready to go there too. Oh, I think yeah, she was. Oh, with for the, sure. The children, the adopted. That was. It was. Oh yeah. Particularly savage. Yes. Yeah. No, the children line was was over the line. Mm-hmm. But when he said that, I knew it was over. I knew it was done, because Kendall. Anytime you've mentioned, they've mentioned Kendall's kids. Mm-hmm. 
on this series, he has gone full berserk mode on anyone, his father, just people in general. Hell, even his even his his ex-wife when she's trying to take the kids out of the city and he's like, I'm not moving. And then like the car just goes around him or whatever. That's his Achilles you know heel. I mean, like, I mean being mm-hmm. a father. And then he goes right after the stitches. He's holding his head. But that oh was, my God. When he's holding like his face. Crush him. Oh. Yeah, his face. Yeah. Ooh. I would have. Face and he's, yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah, there, so good. that's over. No, but that's that scene is so, it's it's so great. And it's what I love. And what I've been thinking about with Shiv is like, I I thought back to season two when, you know, obviously um, it's, I think it's like episode four and we, she's noticed that Kendall has been very off been very close to her father. And it's that thing of like, when, if dad's not around here anymore, will you protect me? Will you essentially save me from myself? And I watched that scene two days ago and I thought back to, one, I knew Shiv was always going to screw up this deal because I love Shiv, but she screws up everything that she touches. She does her marriage, her relationship with her father, her relationship now with her brothers. It'd be fat. I, <laughs> if I saw a movie or like an extra season, love to see her as mom, mom Shiv. That Are would you be interesting. kidding? I've never wanted someone to have an abortion faster. Oh my that God, Eric. Or child, child is absolutely Yes, that's the theories in that marriage. But um, yeah, but no, I just I you know, I I don't even know where to go after I just brought up the abortion. Um, but um, but no, I I think that she clearly is sitting there right about to realize because it's the moment when they see the chair, him sit in the chair, and the editing back to both of their faces going. It's one thing to talk about a drunk on an island in the Caribbean. It is another thing to see it in person and see him go full on cocky mode with Stewie in the in the room and mm-hmm. and and know exactly what you're gonna. It's, it's exactly what they feared. It would go right to his head. And at that point, she goes, "Tom, I could easily manipulate. I can still figure out a way to get in there through him and get everything I want." My child will be able to get whatever they want. I will be perfectly, perfectly fine because I'm going to get my payout. Plus, I'll still be mm-hmm. with all this money in the company and still with a direct line of power. I will be totally if fine. It, it is, is a, a smart, smart move. Okay. I would say it's a shrewd, shrewd move. Yeah. Smart. It's very shrewd. It's very. Right. It's very cold and calculated. Well, is what it is. But it's, it's also. But it's. But it's also. It's. 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 It's crazy. Also, too, I agree with Kendall. It's absolutely insane. But then when you see it happen, it's like it makes sense because in a lot of ways, too, I truly believe this. She is saving him from himself. She's saving Rome from all this because I think that she sees that what Matson's going to be like and what could happen could be a catastrophe. So it could be also oh, it like, will be, throw, you know, throw it on on Wom's gams. Right. And like have him suck all the Thanks all much, the yeah. bad up. Yeah, exactly. Protect her brothers. And yet she's sitting there at the end in the car once again taking all the hits from every single man that has been you know essentially in the room um for between her brothers and Matson and tom and all of them father's legacy it's it's, it's As incredible many of the women did this season this was a particularly oh rough season for women but that's also why i started talking about shiv and, and that conversation that they have because long before 
this scene at the end in the car and she makes this decision. She's actually asking Tom on the phone, wouldn't it be practical for us? Would you be interested in having this relationship? Because in, in every single way, it would be practical and easy and you'd be married to your husband, as he says. Yeah, she's she is playing a little bit of chess there. A little bit where, where I think in general, the siblings can barely see past the edge of their nose. Barely. Yeah. And she is looking at multiple scenarios. Not she is a strategist. Just, after yeah, all. not just the one where, where like Kendall, where they are the only end game. She was looking yeah. at a lot of them. And that's kind of why she ends up where she ends up. I don't want to say she wins. She doesn't because she doesn't, but, but she is she is in a situation of her own creation. Well, yeah, she created it because she also put the she put the idea in Madsen's head up, Tom, to begin with. We see in those early scenes of like, yeah, he's a big enough idiot. You can like because she's just thinking about ATN. You're talking about seeing past herself. He's just thinking, you know, yeah, staying at ATN, not about CEO. So she basically gave Tom the damn job. By putting that idea in Matson's head. Yeah, because he was already a cuck for her, and now exactly. he is for Matson as well. Yep. So it's it makes perfect sense. She does I mean that 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 political cartoon of Shim Shiv being the puppet master for Matson also <laughs> works for Tom in that sense too. I mean, but also I think the tables kind of turn when for Matson on on both of them. Yeah, like I mean, I I believe that he's he the puppet master by the end. Destroy, uh, ATN and oh, and yeah. Waystar worse than oh yeah. than Musk is doing with Twitter. He'll oh yeah, he'll yeah take yeah. this hundred year old company and it's absolutely over. run it into the ground. It's well, because he done he. I mean, he said it clearly as he as as he did. I mean, he's like, I'm going to get another car and it's going to get dirty. Yeah, and what is that? What is, a pain a sponge? Pain sponge that... Right. Pain sponge. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to take all the heat for this. It's it's a lot of really what um, what Kendall said to Hugo at the end of last episode of episode nine, where he's like, there's going to be a lot of shit that hits the fan, but it's going to be millions woof, woof. if you just, yeah. And then the wolf. wolf. So essentially, Tom becomes a CEO house dog, essentially, to take all that pain. And, and yeah, he's woofing by the end of it. But then because it's not like logan because like when the when you get the iconic shot of tom walking into the car i like the they it's a quick forging of the sea the way it would for logan it's it's a little it's a little delayed and then they say oh oh it, it's it's the ceo you know what i mean and that's maybe an adjustment period but it's also like it's still tom like you can see frank and and carl kind of talking you know like they're the muppet guys on you know and the old guys from the muppets but like you know, uh, you're going to stick around one more time or are you going to get out of him? He's like, I don't know. And then they're already talking and they're putting them in photos, even though they're going to fire them all. It's 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 yeah. hilarious. And, the photos. Yeah. Are the photos right? Interesting choices. It's, I, I think also, too, not a lot of people are really talking about because everybody's talking about Roman leaving and going and sitting with the cocktail or the martini in the bar. No one's really talking about how he kind of has to kick and scream his way into the room to sign the papers and the, just the dig that Matson 
the look. Well, no. At first, the, he, he's like, I'm, I'm not, not going to do that. The and, then, yeah, yeah. and then it's like, get out of my way. I'm doing this. Yeah. Well, it, 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 yeah. I mean, well, it is a little kicking and screaming, to be fair, because he's like, I don't want to go do this. I don't want to go do this. I don't want to take the photos. I told you guys I don't want to take the photos. It's like, fine, I'll just go do it. I'll find it. Was, it's mostly like, fine, I'll just go do it. And it's all the emotions just ribbing up. But then like Madsen, I'm like just almost sitting there essentially being like, it looks like he said might have said something a little under his breath, but he definitely is is basically like smiling the entire time. He knows he's won. He's like, oh, bye, Roman. You know what I mean? And it's and it's like he's like, I thought we were cool, bro, essentially or whatnot. And and you know, playing it up for the cameras, and it's so fake. It's so great. And um, it's the final, you know, sort of nail in all their coffins, too. And but I love that. But at the bar, his smile. So I don't. Free. I mean, <laughs> so free. Gets to be a slime ball. It's gonna go back to. His- I you know I I tweeted something similar earlier, and I don't want any impression that I think you know Roman is like a good guy. He fucking oh no, he's a shit. piece of he's, shit. He's, he's supported a fucking Nazi loving president. He's not a good yeah. guy. He's <laughs> no, he's guy. not. But it is a really. Like the closest of the three to be able to maybe reinvent himself. He always is. He's he yeah, he's he's you know, he might just always just be the biggest baby too. <laughs> I think the reason why everybody attracts themselves so much to Roman is because they attract themselves to Karen Culkin as an actor and, and he's so he's a very well liked actor and a really like person, like most of these actors are. But Roman himself as a character is a horrible, horrible person. I mean, like, there's the the election episode alone is, you know, when he's mocking Shiv, it's so funny that he's defending her at the end of this episode because, like, it's literally a couple of days have separated from the events yeah. of this stuff. Can we, can we talk about that this whole thing is, like, a week? It's three 10 weeks. days. It's, no, it's, like, three. Ten episodes. Ten days. I mean, that's bananas. It's great. I love it. I, I, th- I thought that some of the seasons in the past – because of their sort of how they would use time and it was felt very, you know, like months would go by and you, and you're like, wait, what? We just skipped a couple of months and it doesn't matter or whatever. Being more contained this season has made it incredible. Yeah. F- fuck these like season finale time jumps and stuff. No, well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll st- no, no, I don't. That was not a dig at Barry. <laughs> I yeah, I knew you were trying to do that. I promise yeah. it was not because I love the bitter, the Barry finale. But yeah, time jump finales are a cheat. Mm-hmm. They are a cheat code, yeah. uh, which is not what Barry did. No, 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 they did that mid season. Yes. Oh, well, I guess. You well, know, I guess in the finale. Also yeah. in the finale. But um, <laughs> but no, I just I just love the final shot. I mean, obviously it's my number one boy. It's Kindle in a circle of Let's pain. Let's get into because we've now talked about about roman's finale and shivs and kendall jeremy strong gave an interview this morning where he was talking about that for him he really saw that this is it this is death he's walking to battery park he even filmed apparently one of the one time jumping over the railings the barrier and he sees this as he's gonna kill himself and there's nothing left for him. And it's so powerful. And it's so powerful that they ended it where they ended. I'm, I'm glad they kept Kendall's ending that we got and not that filmed one. Because that would have been bullshit. I agree. No, it would have been accurate. 
because I do think he goes and kills himself. I, he I think no he probably does life. too, but like the other, we don't need to see it. He does a rap and then uh, he kills himself. It's a, it's a very, it's a big theatrical piece. Um, taking the L. <laughs> the yeah, he's, he's taking the L from the L to the O to the G to the A to the N. Um, no, I, I, I think that, I mean, he is the product of what his father inflicted on him of what his aunt and uncle what logan's aunt and uncle inflicted on on to logan um that speech that cromwell gives which is an Mm all-time speech um when they frame back the editing again to kindle's face talking about the polio and you sit there and you go all this could have been avoided in kindle's obsession in his tragedy would have been avoided if Logan's tragedy didn't get put at his doorstep and his fault. And so his son, he literally, he is his father because of the fact that he, in a, in a lot of ways, but especially in this of that Logan's life, while bountiful has been with so much tragedy and sadness, and his son is going to, he's got two kids. He's got all the money in the world now from this deal you know, that his siblings have, he could, and they also won the deal for Pierce, which we never found out how that ended up working out. And probably that's things dead. Um, But essentially he has his own freedom too. And he could be like Roman where he's like, drink a martini, you know, have my Joker smile and move on with my life. Number one boy. It's his only purpose in life. So to kill himself makes sense. The whole walk he does here at the end with Colin training and um, trailing him mirrors the whole walk in first episode of Colin trailing yes. wrote Logan in Central Park after Logan had just talked about death himself. Exactly, yeah. which is why I think even the framing of it with Colin in the background has to give some credence to the idea that Kendall is not going to die or kill himself that that part of his similarity and trajectory of his father is in place mm-hmm. having Colin there and framing that last shot with him in the shot is Colin's not going to let to him me, yeah. is yeah is is yeah definitely he wouldn't let him because we get pretty Either that or I'm that, if, that Colin simply saves him if if in the un in the, the other sequence. No, this is what Jeremy Strong himself was feeling filming this. Yeah. He had to get into I mean Jesse Armstrong may have a completely different theory. Colin is now just like Logan said, basically like it's driving Miss Daisy, like you're my only friend. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all he has is Colin, just like Logan, really, at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Though if Kendall does kill himself, man, Colin's got to retire because he's just killing guys. Seriously, how do you put that on your resume? Talk to your last employees? No. I killed two Roy. Yeah, exactly. They were also my friends. (laughs) Um, You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Gonna be garden. I love a mall. I love the scene. I love the scene at the the reception after the funeral where he's where he talks to where Kendall talks to him, being like, you know, oh, I read your transcripts with your therapist, which is like gross yeah but also like but also like if you need somebody to talk to talk to me yeah and colin's face of like oh my god i have essentially a friend back it's like and, well more like i am trapped exactly that's what i was yeah, saying i'm trapped in trapped. this stuff too 
He doesn't have also, a choice. But I also like love his I, I I his his reaction on the tarmac in episode three breaks my heart. It was because a lot. it's it was so much. I mean, like I feel so bad. Like if anyone should be jumping over the railing right now, it should be Colin. Yes. Yeah, he's like because he's fucked. I didn't get any money from this deal. Bye. You know. <laughs> That's why that scene, the one we were referring to before, the dinner with Jerry and Frank and 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 Carrie, even Kendall saw. Wow, Dad did have some nice evenings, and not just call it. Kendall doesn't even have that. Mm-mm. I don't think he could pull together anyone. No, I I don't like. That's the thing. It's like. He's run out of chips to play at the casino. Like he has, he has no way to go at this point. Like sure. Maybe. I mean, obviously he's been at a low point, maybe hits the drugs, maybe hits the sauce, whatever. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a downward spiral. Maybe, you know, I mean, again, we don't really get a lot of clarity about Pierce and where that's going to go, but that really a lot of Pierce was contingent upon Shiv. Cause they like Shiv. So if that deal doesn't have her involved or really doesn't have all three of them involved, I don't think that Nan would want to give that over to Madsen. Um, oh, so I, yeah. Yeah. Or the new president, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I, is that, does he, does he buy Pearson go after him? I think that, that, I think that deal's just yeah. done. That wasn't, that, it's gotta be just dead in the water radar anyway. And it's only $10 billion. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. It's only just like, you know, it's Nothing. like, it's something you can't. It's pocket change. It's pocket change. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I I want to raise then, Eric. If it's if ten billion dollars is nothing um, from for awards watch, then sure. Well, it seems ooh, like it seems like Eric has that. it. So you know, There's yeah. A lot of blood to clean up, Hugo. <laughs> Did are there any theories we missed? We talked a little about how we think this is going to go for Tom. Um, gonna go good for him oh i like Um, i like the theory and it's not really a theory it's just a funny joke uh that willa's uh whole i have a uh a reading in like six months or whatever is is uh her play is of succession it's this it's all of this i love that that would be i want come on that's that's giving Willa too much credit of actually needing or wanting to do something. She's living she the best life. Yeah, she does I mean, want to be a, a person outside of being uh, seen as as a call girl. And she's going to get her, her cow print couch. She doesn't so. want to go to Slovenia <laughs> or wherever. What a, what a life, though, yeah. that she gets to live. I mean, good Lord. Good for her. She's the real one. What winner. life? Yeah. I mean, she what she's going to. She's talking a, about here. It's part of a multi million. The whole like, thing of the show is that money doesn't buy happiness. That's the entire thing. Yeah, but when Connor dies, she'll have all yeah, the money. Yeah, but did in the you world. see her face? Because he's going to be stupid enough and give when it to Shiv her. Shiv said uh, Connor will probably not be ambassador anywhere, so he'll be staying here with you. Her whole plan was the cow yeah. print couch and her play. And she was he pretty was excited gone. to be like, <laughs> oh yeah, six well that's without, well that's without Connor. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's also true because, like, I mean, obviously, the two month itch. I mean, like, <laughs> no, I think the one thing that, like, that Shiv kind of throws out there, and it and it seems true, is that Mencken isn't going to be president. It feels like he's going to get super challenged on it, and then therefore, the deal will still go through with um, uh, the 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 Democratic president. Um, but uh, but obviously, um, 
there could be investigations that go into it and that leave that in there. But also there will also be investigations into um into Mankin. And that will and it might lead back to them as well. It might it definitely will lead back to Roman um because of his involvement and yeah. everything. Wisconsin, I mean they Wisconsin is absolutely a a future downfall for everything yeah happening. exactly for all of them so enjoy your enjoy deal now exactly while you that still martini can. roman because <laughs> go go on a little private island buy it and absolutely get the fuck out can i say one last thing about greg um i've i've i think the sticker scene might be one of the funniest things i've seen on the show because obviously the sticker system and the making fun of it was freaking <laughs> hilarious. It's one of the last like you, you know unifying things like a Roman just being like digging at this stupid like put two stickers on, but if somebody then it goes to a third sticker and a tiebreaker and all this shit. It was great. I loved it. But then putting a sticker on Greg, basically like bitch, you're mine. It was so good. And well, it is just the way that Tom's able to use the dialogue to kind of just like fish Greg along on like a reel of like, you think you're going to die or you think you're going to stay here with me. like, it's so manipulative. Well, Greg's the so only great. one he can abuse. To- yeah. Tom tells, you know, Greg, you're a piece of shit, but that sticker is like, but you are Mine. my piece of, <laughs> piece of shit. And then like, Oh, even Judas is in the room. Matt's in slide about that. That was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. That was amazing. I loved it. That was so good. So good. He's probably going to run ATN. If it's still around, I'm t- I'm he's so going to get Tom's job. He is Tom. He is the Tom. Yeah, yeah it's great. It's in- I love break it. a few Gregs to make a Tomlet. Do yep. we ever? Did we ever figure out the pitch that Peter was trying to make? Like what? What it actually was? Because no, but... but it was creamy. That's what I got. <laughs> yes, I like that it was creamy. It was. It was so good. It just. <laughs> I just love Kendall getting up from the chair and just being like, "Now, nah, fuck this. I'm going to answer my phone. It's so good. It's a good thing it's he did. Good too. Episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was, yeah, Peter. What a fucking oh weirdo. God. What a weirdo. Yeah, that relation. Why Why yeah. mother married him is a bit of a mystery to me, but. Uh... Probably the opposite of Logan, to be fair. Yeah. Well, yes. you know, yeah. And, and just a complete dummy. And she yeah. gets to control the power dynamics of that relationship. Oh, yeah. Rather than the way it used to be before. Oh, you yeah. Know? Peter makes Tom look like an absolute genius. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like mommy, like daughter. You know what I mean? So when it comes to that. But no, I just, I think it's a, I think it's a perfect ending for it. Because it's led to an hour and a half discussion on it. And you, you could really even go further into it if you wanted to. Is this it for succession? Do you think Jesse Armstrong will make a movie in three years or will? No, I don't want that. We don't want it, but will they? (laughs) I don't think so because this, this is one of the great benefits of knowing that your show is ending and getting to write the ending of it rather than being canceled Uh, like Deadwood or something. Deadwood got to come back with a movie. Rude. No, Deadwood got to come back with a movie because it wasn't. It didn't finish. Um, but Sopranos did. Too. They don't need it, and I, God damn, they better not do it. Well, Sopranos had like a prequel. Yeah, but I mean, um, they ended it, have, and like, then they still talk had... about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that finale is great that too. I know a lot of people 
crap all over that for yeah. me, but it's it's wonderful. Um, uh, I think that shout out I, to Nicholas Patel. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, because we have not for real MVP season, of this whole all four series. seasons, especially this episode. Uh, holy shit! Holy shit! Episode three, two, episode nine. I mean, he he is this. This is like this is the best maybe work of his career. Oh, he's a it's, it's, master. Oh, it's the best. You know, it's, it's he's one some of the best work in television posing mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, I, I mean, but I think um, I think that the reason why I don't see like a like a maybe there's a spinoff. I don't know, like Jerry Jerry's World or something like that. I don't know, um, or something. But any, but Fox. I don't see like a continuation of of this full thing. At all because Armstrong's been on the record saying that he had this ending in mind for such a long time, and pe- and he had nobody ever told him to not do it in the writers' room, or no, and no one ever told him to like, um, maybe you should do it this way or try to get off that path. So, in a lot of ways, he got to tell the story he wanted to tell. It's it's honestly perfect the way it is. If it did continue, I mean, obviously he would have to write it. Um. Mylan would have to direct it because his direction is fantastic. Um, but it would be something that I, I I don't think it's something I need because honestly, this last episode felt like a movie itself and felt like the 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 culmination of four seasons and putting it all together and everything. I think it's I think that they've done done everything that they need to do. You also have to you have to leave your audience and your viewers with something that they can chew on and talk about like we're talking about if you then just give them an ending what there's not much to there's not much to do other than saying i hated it or i loved it you don't get to theorize and you don't get to do anything so also there is a component of of not having logan in this it's like in you know star wars like obi-wan kenobi you know like yeah i'm glad he didn't show up like surprise i'm not like as a force force ghost ghost logan yeah ai logan you know what i mean something like that no i think it's i think it's because i was a bit worried about that because i was reading i don't know if it was clayton or someone who said that they had submitted they have submitted him for lead actor for emmys and to be able to do that you have to have more than four episodes or whatever, but he only had four. So he had to return in this last one. So I was like, how will he be and returning? He came back in Is such a powerful true? way. Not, not quite, no? not quite. The The only rules or stipulations about submission is guest versus non-guest. You To, to be able to be eligible as a guest performer, you have to be in less than 50% of the season. Anything over that, you have to be supporting or lead. But you can choose whatever you want, which is why when he chose lead was such a funny fucking mm-hmm. like Logan thing to do <laughs> because he doesn't have the votes. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's um, perfect. But yeah, but it's perfect at the same time. He really should have submitted in supporting. I mean, Skarsgård has more episodes. It's a lot. It's a lot of uh, that's a lot of ego. Right there. That's the reason why he's in lead as opposed to. It is, but kind of at the end of the day, even though I know it's going to get a whole bunch of Emmys, I want like everyone to get nominated, but only Matthew McFadden to win. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is the, he is the, 
could happen. Yeah. I mean, he is the the um um the art he won last year. So yeah, the, he is um, an undeniable front runner. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the uh, you know strong Culkin and Cox are going to be. Oh, I don't. I don't think it's. Well, that I mean, if we want to get into that, we can. A whole other thing. Whole other thing. Which whole other thing? We're going to be doing in ours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll. I mean, we'll do it on both. But I mean, I don't think it's actually as as uh, competitive as people think it is. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that it's. I think Jeremy Strong will win in a landslide. Okay. Yeah, I don't buy the Karen Culkin stuff because if he couldn't even win in supporting, he's not going to beat um, Strong and lead and Strong. His perf- he's the he he is essentially the the I know he's the eldest boy, but he's also considered by many to already be a lead character in this, and that final shot is but him. I do think the you know, Culkin um, falling apart at the funeral scene is what a lot. Oh of yeah, but also you know yeah, but 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 then look what happens right after that. Kendall slash yeah, that, strong comes in and oh, saves it. I, th- I mean, Jeremy strong I mean, it just, an equally compelling performance. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, like as much, you, we talked about like the crying scene here in this episode, but then there's the complete meltdown um, in the conference room, you know, um, it's, it, there's, they, they both like it's good to say one has it over the other. It's competitive. Like, I think it's competitive. I think that, I think I'll take the guy that's won a lead one already, and they and they they like to repeat in that category. No, they don't. It's they do exactly the opposite. For iconic characters, they like to no, repeat. Look at Brian they do Cranston. exactly the opposite. Brian Cranston, <laughs> eight yeah. years, new winner, new four winner, years, new winner, new winner, new winner. So well, I'm just. I don't think it's going to be any winner this year. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, maybe a Critics' Choice. disgusting brothers (laughs) Mm -hmm. but okay so succession ended incredibly barry's ended but it's somewhere i mean hbo's max now what are we going to be watching on i mean is this an end not the idol not the idol not the idol (laughs) fuck that that's only like five episodes, to be fair. Everybody should watch Perry Mason. It's a great show. Uh, it gets lost in the shuffle because Barry and uh, and Succession was on, but there's two seasons of it. The second season was absolutely fantastic. You know, I think that I think it'll be interesting because I mean we saw a lot of their slate for what's to come, but a lot of it's next year. Like I think the sympathizer could be something where that's the next water cooler event thing. Um, obviously the last of us isn't going to come out till probably 2025. It's all going to really depend for the future on obviously the writer's strike, potentially SAG strike, um, PG, you know, just Hollywood strike in general. Um, but in terms of what they have going forward, I mean, I mean, they'll have something because they are, they are the best studio. I mean, HBO is the best, um, you know, network in terms of quality, Sunday night, dominant television. I mean, we said the same thing when when Game of Thrones ended and the, and the Sopranos and in and, and various other times in there, you know. And then what was so great about, like, Game of Thrones is then, like, I think it's like a year later or something or maybe, you know, or whatnot, 
the mayor of East Town comes out of nowhere, a Watchmen comes out, you know, and these mini series have done well for them too. So it doesn't have to be these four years. As long as we don't have a succession prequel series, oh, no, I'll be fine. Well, we will have a Parasite series still sometime down the road. From uh, they said that it's still in early development, so they yeah, have that's... they have plenty of opportunities to create something original. I would rather re- see people uh, go into the HBO back catalog and revisit or see things for the first time like leftovers like you mentioned uh definitely mm-hmm. or dead with obviously the wire and get some get some classic uh yeah oz. Stuff out of the way oz oh six feet under you know what i mean yeah i mean maybe maybe we're just all underestimating um the um sex in the city spinoff season two coming out you know what i mean eric's number one show and no. just like crap <laughs> and just like... <laughs> his favorite character jazz Jay Diaz. Jay Diaz, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you guys go next. I know you have more succession to talk about the rest of the day. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for talking to me about this. It's so much fun to talk about. I'm going to miss it so much. Thank you, Christina. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that it was such a great final season and final episode so that we can talk good things about it instead of talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, good. it's nice <laughs> to have a little battle royale once in a while but this was fun to be on the same page yeah. <laughs> thanks you guys no it's always wonderful and i and i will also say for your listeners uh, or any uh, listeners of ours that have come over here for the first time please go back and listen to all of christina's wonderful interviews mm-hmm. with the succession yes. cast and crew and everybody uh particularly the brian cox interview at the beginning of the season was was sure. just wonderful sure. and le- and we talked about it just there's so many uh, moments of of exactly who Brian Cox is, and I absolutely loved it. But you knocked it out of the park. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a great, amazing. Thank you. That's stuff. funny yeah. because I interviewed him for the first season for an hour, and then the last season, and and he definitely got grumpier <laughs> from one to the other. <laughs> it's really interesting to listen to both. Of Logan them. really seeped yes. in at those couple of years in between. I don't yeah. think he appreciated game being killed off. <laughs> you did. Nobody not. ever does. You know what I mean? Unless you're like Harrison Ford and you're like, kill me off in Star Wars. And for your listeners and for my listeners, also, you guys have to listen to Awards Watch podcasts. And you guys are going to be doing, if you want even more succession talk with your crew, the amazing crew that you guys have, you'll be continuing this conversation. Hopefully not better than this one, but, you know. (laughs) Well, well, I I will also be talking about Barry's uh, series finale, which was incredible. Um, And we'll also get into a little bit more just kind of early Amy talk. Um, We'll have it won't be full on predictions or anything, but it'll just be a loose discussion over all that stuff and everything. And that'll be coming out later this week. Thank you so much. Hey there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.